What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's very special episode of the Extra Point Podcast, presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. As always, I'm your boy Tommy Buns here hosting with my main man, Slytherin Sullivan, and our fearless leader, Jones. And we have so much to get to today. We are going to talk everything Super Bowl. We're going to do our game preview. We are going to give you our against the spread picks. We are going to give you the over under. We are going to talk every single prop bet you could ever imagine because everyone knows the best part about the Super Bowl is the prop bets. And we're going to reminisce a little bit about Super Bowl, Super Bowls of uh, Christmas past. So uh, we got a lot to get into. But before that, Dave, some world shattering news. Uh, for the Knicks organization today, Knicks fans today. So we're recording this Thursday night about 10 p.m. And earlier this afternoon around 4 o'clock, it broke that the Mavericks and Knicks agreed to a deal to send Christophs Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee to the Mavericks in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks. Dave, I know you loved KP. Tell me how you're feeling right now. What can we make of this? So, like, I've I've never experienced this where the player, especially the Knicks, like you guys know, the Knicks are my favorite team of all my all my favorite teams, and they're they're obviously the worst of all my favorite teams. But that's what being a Knicks fan does to you. It's a fucking drug that you can't kick. And I, I, I like literally went numb today, like. I, I like had like an out of body experience. I couldn't, I couldn't like fathom what was happening in like in front of me. Um, especially like I know we know now that it didn't go down that way, like in, in that time frame. but to sit there and in a span of like 40 minutes, find out that KP had a meeting. He came out of that meeting. The team wants to you know, saying he wanted to be traded and then he's traded in in like before I could even like catch my breath. And it was so quick. It was so quick. I got the, I saw the tweet from Woj that you put that in the group and then in, literally an hour later he's traded. Yeah. And I'm just talking to like all, you know, as soon as this happens, like my phone is blowing up with everyone who's <laughs> ever watched a fucking Knicks game with me. I got, I got people texting me. I haven't talked to in two years about this fucking trade. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there like I, I, my hands are like shaking like I, I don't know how to respond to this like just from start to finish from pulse in two different group chats no answer for a while yeah I was because then it was also at, like I'm sitting at work and of course the whole fucking room is blowing up like you know there's 17 million people trying to write different stories on this different and then every time they get a story done the fucking the story changes because a new Woj bomb comes out so we wrote like four stories for this fucking trade, three of which never saw the light of day because the whole thing happened in four fucking seconds. So I had that whole world going on around me. I'm trying to not have a fucking panic attack while also not s- split my fucking computer in half against a window. Like, so I'm, <laughs> this was a whole like two or three hour procedure of my life that was just, I don't know how I made it through. Um, but, and you have the flu. Yeah, and I, and I was, you know, recovering from the flu first day back on the job. Um, but 
it just getting down to the actual trade like it, it just I'm fine you know I'm not fine with it with losing Perzingis but like I can wrap my head around it if it was done a different way if it like Sully said, he's a he's a restricted free agent. He has no leverage in this situation, none whatsoever. He might as well be a fucking middle school all star. He has no <laughs> leverage, and we just like succumb to his fucking bullshit. First of all, fuck his goddamn fucking brother Giannis or Martin or whatever that fucking piece of shit failed basketball player's name is. He's the one that's fucking. <laughs> putting all this fucking junk in this kid's head his whole fucking career he's sitting he walks around the garden like he fucking owns the place he's a big fucking goon he played shit ass latvian and fucking spanish basketball his whole fucking life and he's pissed at his fucking younger brother is 10 times the player he ever was and he's just living vicariously through him he lives in the fucking <laughs> brother bought him a penthouse his brother bought him a car his brother bought him his whole fucking life and what and he just gives him his agent job and he fills his head have fun in fucking dallas you fucking latvian fuck Anyways, <laughs> that had to be at least sixty-three fucks. Yeah, that so that's how I feel about. I feel I that's feel how you. I feel about Martin Porzingis, and I'm not. I'm not the biggest Kristaps fan now either because it was a bitch move the way the way he did it. Um, what because what changed? What changed from eight months ago to now? What what have the Knicks not done exactly as any franchise would hope to do from eight months ago to right now? They 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 hit their draft pick. They hit two draft picks. They hit three. They hit three players in the draft. They didn't even draft one. Alonzo Trier should have been a first round pick. They got three guys that will be at minimum good role players. Knox Who did they hit? Alonzo Trier was very good. Pick. Yeah, he's a fucking undrafted free agent. Mitchell Robinson looks great, second round pick, and Knox yeah. is Knox. Knox is going to be great. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. No, Knox I you're talking is about good. Frank, Knox. I yeah, say. I forgot about that. No, 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 no. I'm it's saying this year. This year. So uh, in yeah. the last eight months. So what? What the? We we were we had one space open for a max contract. All we had to do was trade Hardaway and Lee and Thomas, and so we got two max spots. And we keep Kristaps. What the fuck has? Ch- and we're in. We're in line to get fucking Zion or R.J. Barrett or John Morant, some fucking stud in the top three or four of the draft. So what the fuck has gone? I don't see how the Knicks could have been done anything more perfectly than they've done in the last eight months. I I couldn't have asked for a better last eight months as a Knicks fan. I don't want us going what, out and winning twenty seven games. Worst record? They have the worst record in the NBA as of today. They have the worst? The worst record in the NBA as of today. Number one picks slated for. So I just don't get what has changed. You you clearly had a good relationship with Fizdale because you, you you put the guy up in Latvia like you're the fucking Marriott uh, Express over here and. It's just I don't know what's different or what who it's the brother being in the ear is the only thing. And you talking about the direction of the franchise? What who's who's got who's going in a better direction than the Knicks in terms of uh, percentage potential of going up? It's a straight fucking ninety degree angle going up. I don't know I what the hell you're talking about. I don't know. I think he's just so sick of the losing and just like the negative losing culture but that's what they well, should be doing they what, did you, this year, what did you think was going to happen when you, your two best players are out including you and what we're playing guys that shouldn't even be in the league half the time it, it, clearly we're not yeah. trying to win ball games that's been no you, you, you didn't should tank. You're you right. didn't you're figure right. that one out chris stops 
yeah, we could have gone out and won 29 games this year if we fucking played the veterans and whatever. Like, great. That gets yeah, us the, the, the 11th pick, and we're fucking right back in the shitter like we always been. That's what you've done the last two or three years. You've been like oh, Two, three. We've been the last fucking 15. We had fucking 25 to 35 wins the last, like, 15 years. It's ridiculous. Other than other than, other than some other of the, than the one year, years. yeah, we won, you know, 42 and 54 games two years of Mello. Um, but just for the record, KP, uh, Mello over KP all day now. Fuck, fuck that. At least, at least that motherfucker had some pride and wanted to be here and owned owned the losing and didn't fucking abandon the team. When he wanted to go, it was uh, it was understood that it was time for Mello to go. Um, yeah, and now, what, and that was it. Do you think this says anything about the Knicks and their um, what they think about his recovery process and if he might not think, be the same player? I think it does say a little bit. I think, well, in general, I think this says more about Kristaps Porzingis as a person and a player and as a and as a health in terms of his health than it does the Knicks as a shoddy organization. I think anyone with any type of basketball intelligence can see the Knicks have done everything right the past eight months and they are trending in the right direction. Uh, we're, we're not, we don't know how, how high that trajectory is, but it's undeniable they're trending in the right direction and doing what they should be doing. It's to be seen if it'll work out, but that, that's undeniable to this point. So I don't think that that necessarily hurts them a, a, in terms of franchise. And to be honest, GMs and, and outside players usually kind of side with organizations in this opinion in this type of situation because on the outside it does look like Kristaps was being a diva. Like what is he walked away from being the king of New York? Like who walks away from being the star of the New York Knicks when they're about to be like on the rise? No one's ever literally no one in the history of basketball has ever done that. Not that there have been many people who have had that opportunity, but no one's ever done it. You know, you you didn't see people do that. It's also a new age. Free agency didn't exist, you know, 20, 25 years ago. So there's not that much maybe, time. Maybe he just didn't want to be an alpha. And that's another thing. And that, but that would go against him again. That would be a, a knock on him, not the Knicks. That would make the look no, Nick, no, Knicks I look agree, even better. I'm saying he's not the alpha in Dallas. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, he could have been not the alpha next to Kevin Durant next year if he was fucking patient. It sounds like he just wasn't patient because he could have had. He, there's there's a decent chance he could have had Durant, Zion or John Morant or whoever him Knox, and you know they still probably. and they still could have gotten to two max deals. They still could have got everybody. That's what well, pisses yeah, me off Durant, about Durant is one of them. Yeah, but that's what makes me so mad about this deal is because everything that could you could have traded Hardaway. There was teams, multiple people reporting. There was dozens of teams calling about Hardaway. It, there was at least five or six teams that were a legitimate great fit for Hardaway who had yeah, It seems the, like they should have just traded yeah, Hardaway. You could have traded him. You could have Hardaway and then maybe Cantor and Lee together. Yeah, exactly. Lee is one of the most tradable guys in the league. There's like 15 teams that would have loved to have Lee. He's fucking, he makes $12 the million. Sixers, the Sixers yeah. would be great. He's, he's a great addition to any playoff team who needs a 3 and D guy down the stretch. Veteran guy, great locker room guy. Everyone loves him. Like 15, 15 20 minutes a game. That's it. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah, and he'll yeah. give he'll give you eight and four like and that's all you and he'll play solid defense yeah in, in limited minutes yeah eight yeah and four in limited minutes is a lot better than 40 30 minutes he's, exactly yeah he's he, he he his percentages are down but it's such a small sample size this year he's normally been shooting over 40 percent from three yeah every year yeah um no, well 
Guys, I'm going to cut this short. Okay. Not short. We went a little longer there, but Dave, I had to let you go. But we, the next two weeks, are going to cover so much NBA trade deadline. You guys aren't going to want to hear another fucking word about NBA trade deadline. But it's Woj bomb season, people, so keep an eye out. But we have much bigger fish to fry right now because it is Super Bowl weekend we're coming up on. It is the best weekend of the year, hands down. I know Dave's birthday is next week. My birthday is a week and a half away. This is the beginning of February. First two weeks of February are dope. First two weeks of February, awesome. Every single year, undeniably. For everyone, not just me and Dave, everybody, because it's, it's the Super Bowl. It's our birthdays, it's the Super Bowl, and then other things in that order in terms of importance, yeah. national importance. Exactly. exactly. And then March Madness yeah. is right around the corner. Next thing you know, we're in baseball season. All of a sudden, it's September. We're watching NFL yeah. kickoff. Well, again. we're in baseball season, but Bryce Harper and Manny Machado will still be in the offseason. Yes. Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are never going to sign anywhere. Yeah. But, again... For another episode right now we are going to get into the patriots versus the rams super bowl 53 we got the rams their first super bowl since the early 2000s we got a rematch of super bowl it was 36 uh i shouldn't no. know this because it was brady's first I no, it was it wasn't 38? 17 years ago was it it, yeah, 17 years ago brady Oy, god we're fucking old it was 2001 <laughs> 2002 Wow, yeah, so it was 17 years ago. Yeah, so crazy that it's been that long. Super Bowl 36, we have a rematch, a year after a rematch with the Eagles from the early 2000s. This is going to be another great game, guys. So we're going to see another super competitive football game like we did last year. These are two of the best teams in the league. We have the Rams who dominated most of the season. They had their struggles as well. They dropped games to Philadelphia. They dropped games to Chicago. But... They are a great team, undeniably. The Patriots struggled this season as well, more than the Rams, and ended up pulling off a great run down the stretch to get back to their third straight. I think this is going to be great. I'll give you guys my final score prediction first. That's what we're going to give out right now. I am going to obviously pick my boys to win this one. Brady, go get his sixth. I'm saying it's going to be a close game. I think Patriots 33, Rams 30. So you're not you're not predicting a 17 point win like last year. Oh, Sully, I knew someone was bringing it up. We're not talking about last year. We're talking about this year. 33 okay. 30 page. Before we but one quick quick question before me and Dave get it to our prediction. It all no, are, only this year matters until we start talking about Brady. Then the Super Bowls from like 10, 20 years ago matter. More yes. more or less confident than last year going into this game. Uh, more confident for one reason. The Rams uh, are not going to win because they don't deserve to be there. <laughs> the Saints got screwed, so there's no way the Rams. There's no Tom, way. Tom, you were really confident last oh, year. Oh, yeah. The fucking Eagles really deserved to be there last year. Fucking I Minnesota mean, Miracle. Nick Foles, man. Nick Foles. They would have got their shit run by the Saints last year. What? The way she went. I was much more confident last year because, I mean, we're going against a backup quarterback. This year we're going against arguably the best offense in, in the NFL. Plus, there's okay, there's right. no report on Jared Goff's stick size, so it could be small. And then Big Dick Nick, you know. That's very true. It's very true. You never know. You it never all know. does. It all, at the end, everything comes back to that. Yeah. Gotcha. Universal. Although, but, judging by his girlfriend, can't be too terrible, you know. Yeah. Has to be, has to be rocking something deep. <laughs> but... Since we're on that, Dave, what do you think? Give us give us your final score prediction. I wonder who me and Dave are picking. 
Um, I actually, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna ride with. It was actually the score that, it, hilariously, I thought was gonna be the score. Um, I was going, I'm going with thirty twenty seven Rams, and that's. <gasps> that's what I was just gonna say. Damn. <laughs> I was. I, I, it's also. It's funny because it's also the score that the Madden simulation came up with. That's what uh, and Matt EA's, yeah. So uh, Tony Romo predicted twenty eight twenty four, but he didn't say who's going to win. What a fucking cop out! What a cop out! Well, I think he he did that for the purpose that he doesn't. He's supposed to say impartial, so he doesn't want to like say like he's picking a side. But like, I don't think it's a big deal. But uh, yeah, I guess that's fair. Well, he's you know it's a contract year for Romo. He's got to put his best game out there. Yeah. Oh my God, he's gonna make so much money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder yeah. who I wonder who signs him. You think he's I gone? Think, sure. I think he might stay. I think he likes working with Jim. I would too, but I mean, if ESPN gives you ten million and CBS gives you three, who the fuck are you? Gonna oh go to? yeah. Oh, obviously, if he gets. <laughs> I'll tell you right three. now, I sure as shit would like a refresher on that Monday Night Football lineup. Yeah. Yes. Uh, no, he would be great Monday like, Night. Like like a like a clean there. slate, three for three. Oh. Booger across the fucking Wait. board. Gone. Booger, we need Imagine. to pick that booger and fucking throw it on a tissue. So, so we want we want Jim Acosta. We want Acosta. We want um, sure. Romo. And who else? Imagine Romo and Gruden. we need uh, the the sideline reporter. Who, who we have on the sideline? Uh, bring, back Aaron bring back Aaron Andrews. Bring back Aaron Andrews. Susie Colbert. Sure. No, but she does the she does like the studio show, right? Doesn't she do? Doesn't she host the the studio show? Or like yeah. she do, with like yeah with like Trent Dilfer and Randy Moss and all those motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. So she she's good where she's at. We need we need a. Uh, I don't want to say Sam Ponder. I really don't like Sam Ponder. Oh no, no. Sam Ponder oh, yeah. lies. Give me um. Yeah. What's what's her name? Lisa. Lisa Salters. Give me Lisa Salters. Yeah, I'll sure. Take Lisa Salters. Sure, throw her up there. Sure, even if you want to poach. Any, uh, anything is better than Booger in the Booger Mobile. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, this Monday, that Monday Night Crew definitely needs. Give to me, go. Uh, <clears throat> give me Marshawn Lynch in his fucking medic, medical cart. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need. Uh, that's funny. That but, would be that would be interesting. I'm with you, Dave. I, that was the exact number I was thinking. Thirty twenty-seven Rams. Um, yeah, thirty twenty-seven Rams. Um, Rams win. Greg Zerline fifty-six yard field goal to win the game. Oh, hey, if anyone's going to do it, sixty-seven yard them. field goal. Hey, here's the thing with the Rams. I don't know if people realize the weapon he is. If I'm the Rams inside the fifty, a, I'm kicking the field goal. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, maybe even maybe good. even like, over the fifty if it comes down. Well, to the only him. thing is if he misses it, then you're giving the ball to right. the Patriots. Yeah, you're that's the thing. The ball but here's the, the thing: field. when he made that kick against the Saints, that was good from literally seventy at least. I think I mean, they said seventy-five. Reason, there's a reason they call 75. him Legatron. Yeah, like so yeah. seventy-five. So honestly, a bad kick, you're good from sixty-five in easy. Dude, hey, you know, this brings us right to the next thing. Perfect, as you mentioned, Greg Zerline. He's got some great odds to win Super Bowl MVP. Yo, plus I was looking at that. Plus 8,500. If you guys, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to pick him because that would be, I can't do that. I just simply can't do that as a Patriots fan. That's just not okay. But, I mean, 
MVPs, there's some great value out there on a ton of guys. You got him. I think one of the good ones too, James White plus 2,200 and Sony Michelle plus a thousand. One of those two guys is going to have at least two touchdowns. One of those two guys is going to have at least two touchdowns. I mean, I also like, I also like, um, Aaron Donald. Yeah, plus fifteen hundred. That is that's I, I, people people, here. people like that, but also uh, fucking Ndamukong Sue is going off at plus ten thousand. If you want to take a small flyer on that, oh, you wow. could if yeah, because if it, it's one of those things, if they're getting to Brady, like they're both going to get to Brady. It could be one of those things where like, yeah, Donald might like get there first, but he he taps him and then Sue makes the fumble. You know, like one of those like bang bang things. Like it just uh, on such yeah. high odds, you should you mm-hmm. I I would consider throwing you know 10 or 15 on on uh on the dominican sue and just you know of the off chance that that happens you know yeah i guess it's really that payout (laughs) yeah i know another one i probably my favorite i mean i know that the the patriots have to win to do this but probably my favorite realistic uh super bowl mvp underdog is is gronk yeah plus 2500 that is great because i mean he he looked he showed signs of about to go off in the afc championship i think he's feeling real good right now i mean I think he was so to me at the end of the day this is this is the last game of football in the nfl gronk's ever going to play oh absolutely i was just about to say that he, I just, he's, I don't, he's been saving it for his final stand here he, he's I either going know. off or having a dud of a game yeah, well, the thing with Belichick is Belichick doesn't care about heroes, so I don't know if they're going to flip the script too much. I think we're going to see a lot of him as a blocker where he's one of the best. So, like, he had a good game. He had the one of the arguably the game-winning catch on that third down play to lead to the Burkhead touchdown, but I think you're going to see him a lot dominate or a lot blocking. So I don't – and they're not going to reward that. He could have a big touchdown. He could have some big catches, and he probably will, but – I, I don't know if I'd put I'd put the cash on him. What is he at? Plus twenty five hundred. Yeah, yeah. Twenty five hundred. You throw five bucks on it. Who am I? One hundred twenty five. Yeah, right there. Bang bang. That's like one that is a obviously super 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 underdog, but he's had big scoring games before. Not yardage scoring. James Devlin at plus 50,000. Throw five bucks on it. Throw five bucks on it. This dude scores three touchdowns from the one yard line. I mean, yeah. I mean, do you, how do you, how do you not give it to him? How much is that? 150,000 you won? No, uh, 2,500. Wait, you said 500 to one, five bucks. Yeah. Oh, I thought, oh, yeah, dumb. I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. That that, only, only him and Matthew Slater have it. I was thinking of like uh, uh, Cordero Patterson, one hundred twenty-five to one. Dude, bring back brings back two punts. That's that's his yeah, Super that's Bowl MVP too. One of the one of the props we'll get into later was um, type of scores, and I really think I'm thinking about a punt return. I'm thinking about putting a little bit of action on a punt return. Also, there's a prop that you can. Uh, score you pick like two two players to score they both have to score a touchdown to win the prop yeah and the highest odds is both defenses score and it's like plus 4500 both team defenses or special teams you can pick players yeah, so you could pick like it has a million different like every combination of two players you could think of. So you can All right, you I'll know, give you I'll give you one I love right now. Gronk give me Sonny or, Michelle and CJ Anderson. Hey, 
That's a good. That's probably that's probably. I'm gonna look be, up. Uh, uh, I'm gonna look up what that is, but I think that's pretty high. Like it's like plus one fifty or something like that. I no, was gonna say that. Not, yeah, it can't be plus one fifty for them both to happen together. They've uh. both been scoring though. You got to figure it's a. Uh, it's probably yeah, but, uh, Sonny Michelle has five touchdowns to in two games. Yeah, Sonny yeah, Michelle's Sonny. odds to score have to be like minus one thirty. I don't think they'd be that high. I, oh wait, why yeah, not? No, they, they are probably would. Minus yeah, twenty five. Damn. Sony Michelle's odds to score is minus 225. Oh, no. I'm thinking of the first score. That's what I saw. That was so uh, funny. Oh, uh, I can see that, too. Yeah. Um, like what would you say? Sony Michelle and CJ Anderson? Yeah. yeah. Sony Michelle. You're, you guys plus, are right. Plus 350. For, both for them of, both? For them both to score a touchdown. Oh, I love that, then. Yeah. Uh, the high. I, I was thinking of uh, uh, Sony, Mich- Sony Michelle and Gurley. It's plus two hundred. I, mean, I mean, I think Michelle's pretty much a lock. I think it's just C.J. Anderson when he gets in there, he scores. Yeah, he's he's been fucking outperforming Gurley all the playoffs. Yeah, he all of a sudden became their guy. I wonder how Gurley feels about that. But um, you know, real quick, last thing for the overall game, and then we'll get into all the bets. Um. So we got like kind of the storyline of the experienced head coach here going against this new up and coming head coach who's got this great young team around him. And I mean, we saw a fairly new coach out coach Belichick last year. What do you guys think about it this year? I mean, I, after last year, I I have my doubts. I have my doubts. I don't know what this guy is going to do. He's kind of a loose cannon at this old age. I mean, he sat Malcolm Butler for the entire game last year. I, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. So, I mean, this is a, this is an interesting coaching matchup. Maybe he'll sit Brady this year. Imagine. <laughs> Could you fucking imagine? I, I, th- I think McVay is going to have a lot of motion on offense. Um, I think he's going to have some trickery. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Brandon Cooks threw a pass. I think we're going to see a even split with Garley and C.J. Anderson. I think we're going to see uh, – um, Gurley out um, as a receiver a little bit, um, running left and right, and C.J. Anderson up up the middle. But I think we're going to see a lot of rotating between them. I think it's going to be getting fresh back in there after fresh back. Um, rather have them both at a hundred percent rather than giving them the whole drive. Um, I think I think he's going to try and keep them both fresh that way. I think Gurley's healthy. I mean, I think he's just had an off game and mentally is, hasn't been there. So I think. I think offensively, I think McVeigh will will establish the run enough in wacky ways, whether it's Robert Woods on a jet sweep to um, get Goff comfortable enough. And I'm not, I'm really not worried about Goff at all in this game. If he can go into New Orleans and play against just as good, if not a better defense than the Patriots, but probably a better defense. Um, they're probably both similar. I, I don't really have much doubts against him um, against the Pats. I think the, the Saints definitely have a better defense. I think he definitely yeah, but played I th- against I think, a better yeah, defense I agree, already. But I think people have slept on the Patriots' defense this year. I think it's yeah, oh, they definitely have they compared definitely to last have. year. The, the secondary, the secondary aside from Gilmore, is pretty soft, though. Uh, I mean, the secondary, it, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it has its flashes. Well, not great. McCourty's all right, but he's old. Like, you know, our defense is pretty old and it's getting it's slaughtered. Just, it I'm just interested to see who they put Gilmore on. Is it going to be Cooks or Woods? 
Yeah, no, that's tough because either one, I mean, both those guys have such quickness that it's going to be tough for anyone to guard either of them. So I would uh, probably, no, go ahead. Sorry. I'd probably put him on cooks because I think, I think Woods is going to get his regardless. I think Woods is just like, he gets his 50 to 80 yards every game. He just is such a good route runner. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think I'd put him on cooks and try to take away the, the deep threat. So, yeah. so one major stat as to why uh, we're gonna you're gonna need McVeigh to be very creative with his receivers and and his formations is the Patriots play the highest amount of man and press coverage in the NFL at about fifty three percent of plays I think or something around there whatever it is it's the highest rate in in the NFL and Brandon Cooks's catch rate against man coverage. 52%. Brandon Cook's catch rate against zone coverage, 78%. Robert wow. Woods's catch rate against man coverage, 53%. Against zone coverage, 74%. So they clearly dominate zone coverage and do not play well against man coverage. You need to be catching more than 50% of balls thrown your way, no matter what the coverage is. Um, so I think that it, that's going to be something that McVeigh's going to have to focus on big time and how to work, get a workaround on that. Um, and I'm sure Belichick's not. It, it, I'm sure Belichick is privy to that as well. So it, I think you know football, especially in the Super Bowl, is is a game where coaching really matters. I think coaching matters more in the NFL than any other sport. Um, and it's really a chess match in a, in a single game setting with two games to or two weeks to prepare. Um, and I think we saw that last year with Peterson able to outcoach Belichick. And if Peterson can do it, fucking McVay can do it. Philly special well, certainly. Well, here's the thing. Special. Here's the thing that um, I want to bring up is I don't see it as Belichick versus McVay. I see it as McVay versus Flores. And more importantly, I see it against McDaniels versus Wade Phillips. And they go back a long history. They yeah. have had a very... A lot of important bouts together, um, you know, from Phillips' time in Denver and whatnot. Um, he he's he you know he's taken down Brady one or two times in the playoffs recently. Two, I believe. Two, two, right when he was when he was the defensive coordinator for the Broncos, where they had that amazing defense. Not clearly, you know, not as good a defense here, but perhaps just as talented in many ways. Um, Near 2015 you're talking about right yeah 2015 yeah, when yeah. they won 20 to 13 20 to 17 or so um so we, yes. i mean brady's got the best of him at times but um phillips versus brady and you know McDa- um mcdaniel uh, mcdaniels um i think he's got a good shot and you see in the saints game he started um chipping on Kamara after he was getting screen after screen after screen instead of him burning Corey Littleton he was he was getting people to chip on him he's getting people to cover him and I think that's what you're going to see a lot um schematically against James White they're going to make they're going to do everything in their power to take away James White out of the backfield I don't think he's going to get a ton of 10 15 catches for 100 and something yards I think he's going to be the primary focus and you're going to see a lot of chipping with uh Aaron Donald hitting him you know and taking him off his route so he's stuck in the backfield or can't get open, um, you know, compared to how they started the same game where Corey Littleton just couldn't catch up to Kamara as he probably couldn't do the same with James White. Very similar players. 
Yeah, no, that's that's very 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 true. Oh yeah, I mean it's got, you got you got four talented coaches on both sides of the ball for both these teams. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's going to be a great. Flores matchup. is very very good. Flores is good on defense too for the for the Pats. Yeah, no. yeah, definitely. We've been more aggressive I mean, this year. You than see, before. yeah, the their you know their blitz rate, how much they've improved from last year. The very similar team roster wise, it really Patricia looks pretty bad now. And they get to the quarterback. I mean, they sacked Mahomes what three times in the first quarter. Yeah, I think they sacked him four for the game. game. Yeah, yeah, I was three right off the bat, and then one in the second half. But I mean, that's great to get to a quarterback who's mobile like that that many times. You get right to him in that pocket. And, yeah, I think, well, and the Rams have a really good, the Rams have a good offensive line, not as good as the Patriots. Obviously, the Rams have a much better defensive line though than the New England. So. Um, the Patriots Four line was not very good in the regular season, but it's been the best in the NFL no, they, in the yeah, playoffs. They, they've protected the shit out of Brady. I, I would say yeah. against, so against much the time Pats, to stand there. protecting Brady, they were good, very good in the regular season, but against the run, the run game was suspect at times. Yeah, they but were, they, in totality, they were a middle of the line. They were ranked as a middle of the line. F- yeah. O-line. I mean. Middle of the road I, O-line, I should say. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a key to this game is, 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 I think Sue, especially getting pressure up the middle, Donald, Donald may not have the game. So, I mean, Sue, like that prop bet might be good. Cause Donald, I think Donald's going to be getting double teamed every time. And I think he may get to him one, maybe two times still, but yeah. And he doesn't really like getting run at either. I think they're going to run the ball at him a lot while they double team him, obviously. And I think they're just going to put Michelle because Michelle can take the, make, take the contact and continue to run at least two, three yards. Usually. I, I think that's a key he, if they can. If they can stop the if they can stop the run or can't stop the run. I think if they can stop the run, I, I don't. It's going to be really tough. I think the Patriots have much of a chance if they can stop the run, because the the Patriots' whole offense is based on running the football, where you can't you can't keen in on and pressure the quarterback and know that he's Brady's going to throw the ball, unless you're the Chiefs at the end of the game and you know you have one of the worst defenses ever and you can't do anything, and um, the short passes to James White and Edelman. That's really their offense. So if you take away one of those, yeah, sure, Brady can complete passes to you, but Peters and Tlaib, you know, I think they'll definitely get one. They'll pick them off at least once, I think. Oh, yeah, at least. And I think there's yeah, going to be – I think the Rams are going to force a couple coverage sacks, especially with Tlaib. You know, they even saw it do it against the Rams – I mean, the Saints with, with Breeze, and Breeze has way more weapons to throw to than Brady does. Um, you're, yeah. ta- you're talking at – Who's Brady got? Edelman, Hogan's been nothing this year. Um, who Patterson is? Is he even a receiver anymore? Like, wh- who are we talking He's about? He's more just out of the backfield. <laughs> yeah, He's out of the backfield. And then, yeah. and then you have Gronk. Like, honest, who else? I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for the who else they have to throw to. Um, uh, who am I missing? Dorsett. Dorsett. Okay. Yeah. So really just, been, he was good at the beginning of the year. Then when Edelman came back, his snaps went way down, and then now they've brought him back out again. I remember and he had a monster first few season. games. Yeah, he was going off. He was the, he was the only receiver who was really doing anything the first few games. It'd be real he, nice I if they had. had uh, I believe he had two touchdowns against the Texans week one. It'd be nice if they had some guy that is capable of you know getting like fifteen hundred yards and double digit touchdowns on the team. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, they do have one of those guys. They just don't let him play. (laughs) Well, he can't play. (laughs) Yes. He can't play. But here's the thing. They've gotten better since they've really gotten better since they've lost him because 
they're kind of going for more high percentage throws, shorter throws. They're not really using down the field as much. And the throws, according to where, not as high completion percentage. Maybe bigger plays, but it's like Tom Brady's passes he's attempting are very high percentage. The lower ones he's throwing are like 15-yard posts and whatnot over the crosses over the middle to Edelman. That's like the hardest throw he like pretty much makes, considering how far down the field. He doesn't really throw down down the field much. I don't think he's got yeah, anybody no, that can get open down the field. Hogan certainly can't he, anymore. Not, Gronk, not, Gronk no, hasn't he, been able to. Dorsett's his only chance. But, but the, only, that, the only other guy he's had a he's had that does that plays for the Rams now. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. but with that, there's a high. You know, he's very good within zero to ten yards, twelve yards. He's still very good at that. That's what I'll say. He he can as good as anyone within ten yards. He puts it on the money to Edelman. He puts the money on White. He knows where they like it. Yeah, so, well, so is Chad Pennington. No, I, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying. I'm just saying they got to stop that. It's got to. They need a chip on him. They need a. You saw. I saw even Sue at times like. Waiting for that screen pass, and he kind of just ducked under. Um, if you can know they're they're gonna throw it, then you gotta take away White. So who do you who do you put Talib on? Because he's clearly their best lockdown corner. Um, well, they they play uh, Colby Roman a lot in the slot, but I would definitely put Talib in the slot on Edelman. On Edelman, so, yeah, yeah. And then I would put, um, I would put Peters. It's tough because you you can't put him on a running back. Obviously, I put so I'd put him on. I'd probably put him on. He's a bigger corner. Gronk? I was gonna say he's a bigger corner. Say, put him on Gronk. Who's who who's gonna guard Gronk if he doesn't? Um, you probably have either. I guess he's. I was gonna say he's slow enough Mark now, or you Joiner can Joiner or Josh yeah. Johnson. I was gonna say you can put it. Yeah. You can put a linebacker on him now. He's slower. So Joiner, or you could even put Mark Barron. Yeah, I was gonna say Barron. Safety. Yeah, converted safety to linebacker. Yeah. He struggles. He struggles against the run, but so you could. He's a big line. He's big for a line. He's not as big for a linebacker, but big, big safety, safety, small linebacker. Yeah, he's a tweener. So right. he could. It, but it, yeah, so I think it really starts with putting. I don't know. People were saying about Colby Roman on Edelman. Edelman's their top guy. <laughs> so, and it's and, and yeah, it's obviously hard to put. You can't really line up a corner on a running back. When he's in the backfield, you can't really do that. So you just need to chip him and and get him in predictable passing situations and have an actual defense unlike Kansas City. As good as Brady did in the last two drives, Kansas City had the one of the worst defenses we've ever seen, like the secondary especially. Oh, yeah, their defense. And they played, I mean, they, they literally, they, we all he knew was it was just over tearing them apart. And he and still he, technically lost if it wasn't for a. Yeah, for an offsides. Yeah, 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 yeah that so, game was over. I mean, you just compare the talent on the, in that secondary to the talent on this secondary, the D line as well. And it's night and day. If these boys play, if these boys come to play, it's gonna, it could be a long day for Thomas. Yeah, I talked about mean, you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it could be, but we'll see on Sunday. But real quick, before we get into our Bleacher Bookie best bets for the Super Bowl. Are you guys planning on betting on the Super Bowl? Who am I kidding? Of course you're planning on betting on the Super Bowl. And there's no better place to do that than my bookie. They literally have lines on everything from NBA to NFL. They've got lines on pop culture shit. I'm sure you can bet on who survives at the end of Game of Thrones on there. 
But most importantly, guys, they have all the Super Bowl prop bets you could imagine, right down to the color of Romo's shirt and tie. And the best part is right now, if you go to bleachfan.com and use the banner ad we have with my bookie on the site, you're going to get 50% matching bonus. That's right. They're giving you 50% of whatever you deposit up to $1,000. Wait a second, Thomas. You're telling me if I go on bleacherfan.com? And click on my bookie, we can get fifty percent off. Fifty percent bonus. Wait, you 50% get bonus. I'm actually gonna do you guys one better. If you click the link in the bio of this podcast, Ooh. you will get a one hundred percent match. Ooh. Oh, you got to a one hundred percent bonus. You have to. I'm gonna Put do it right now. In, get a thousand. Bonuses aren't eligible for withdrawal. But play the shit out of them. Turn it into so much money they have no choice but to let you withdraw because you won so much they want to get you off their book. Go. You have to. You have to do it right now. And we're going to give you all the picks right now coming up. So head to my bookie today. Use the link in the bio for the episode this week and make your money, people. It's the last chance to bet on football for like nine months. Take advantage of it. Be a degenerate for this one day a year. But make sure you use that link to sign up for my bookie. Guys, we already talked about the spread. You guys obviously think with your prediction for the game, Rams plus two and a half. I obviously think with my pick, Patriots minus two and a half. What are we thinking for the over-under? We got 58 points. I believe we all predicted it would go over. Under. Oh, you guys predicted under by a point. I'm predicting over. I have 63 as my total. You guys have 57. Yes. So I guess both those questions were answered before I even asked them. I w- yeah, I wouldn't touch the over-under. I love the Rams even more if you can get them at three or three and a half just because some books are still at that. Um, just for the, based on the fact that uh, of all the Patriots Super Bowl wins, only one has been by more than three points, and that was by four and by six. Or two, sorry, two have been by more than three points, and those are by four and six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. So three and a half is you know even buying a point or half a point. Yeah, it's it, it's it, a bad. Idea. I mean, I, yeah. I could be worth it. I wouldn't take two and a half without buying half a point. I just wouldn't. Yeah. Especially when, even if it's at two and a half, you're getting at it even money, so you can afford to take it to the minus one ten standard juice. Yeah, I mean, you know, give me the juice. Are you going to save that extra that that extra seven dollars you're you're getting on your not buying a half a point could have cost you the whole fucking bet? Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well. Those are for the traditional picks, guys. Let's get into the props. Everyone's favorite part oh, about the Super Bowl. It's the best. I'm going to give you mine first. One of my favorite things to bet on every year for the Super Bowl. The over-under on the national anthem. I've never won it, but I have a really good feeling this year. Because my girl Gladys Knight, a.k.a. the Empress of Soul, 73 years old, is going to go out there and sing the national anthem. It's indoors, so we don't have to worry about the cold or anything affecting your voice. A minute and 44 seconds is what I'm looking at right now, and I think that goes over. I think it's over a minute and 44 seconds. I sang it myself today and timed it, and I had a minute and 40 seconds. So we know someone who's nicknamed the Empress of Soul is certainly going to sing it longer than I am. She that thing is really quick. She is a traditionally... Uh, slower or faster singer. Sorry, um, right. That's why it's so quick. Exactly. 
Um, when, when we when we bet on what Luke Bryan, it was like two oh five. Yeah, it's, it's last it was last year was over two minutes. It was two oh two last year, I think. And it went way. Oh, it was Jennifer Hudson last year, right? Yeah, it went under. Or no, it was, it was pink. It was 50. pink. It was pink last year. The year before that was Jennifer Hudson. She went way over. Right. Yeah. Last year went under by like fifteen seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I was pissed. Pink thought she was all flashy and shit, doing it real quick. Yep. She definitely had plenty on it. Um, no, yeah, I, I like the, the over two. I mean, my bookie you can bet on every time from one forty three to one fifty four. So another reason you basically can create your own odds and pick it whatever you want. Um, one over one fifty four is going at plus one forty, and over one forty three is going at minus one seventy five. So they all fall in between that range. Um, but the minus one seventy five gives you an indication of how how predictable the over 143 is um so i i mean i think it, it probably lands somewhere in between there I, i'm gonna say probably like 150 151 maybe um if i had to guess uh but at the end of the day you know you don't want to be nothing will ever top the lady gaga from three years ago when the motherfuckers sang brave twice because she couldn't time it right do you remember that yeah she, with the flyover yeah she sang the song finished it and the flyover hadn't gotten there yet, so she pauses for two seconds and sings Brave again. And they graded it after the second Brave. That's just, You lost on it. I lo- Of course I lost on it. Why would I be upset? It's the most preposterous thing ever. That's one of those things. That's, you know, that little fucking disclaimer every sports book has. The sports book has the ultimate decision on the, the wager grade. It's, fuck you. you. They just sat there and... They had it was the perfect situation for them. They just sat there, looked at their books, and saw, oh, if we say it was under, we make two million. If we say it's over, we make four million. Looks like it's over. They didn't have to fucking do anything except which pick which side made the more money. Sad. Very it sad. It is sad. I'll tell you what bet I love, absolutely love, is the longest field goal over. Oh, you stole I'm that. At, love that one. What is it? Forty-five and a half. Yeah, I also love the um, and and minus one twenty. I mean, you got you got Legatron who can get up to seventy, and you have Gaskowski. So it's really it's just attempting a field goal more than forty five yards. They're bunny. So yeah, I like I like that for both of them, and it's it's decent odds for both minus one twenty. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. That is a very good one. I mean, think about it. I mean. I mean, like I, like I was saying, Zerlin can hit from within 70, so 45 for him is like 35 for someone else. <laughs> That's very true. How about the for the Gatorade, how about water being the fucking favorite this year? Like, what? Who the hell drinks water anymore? Is this a joke? If it's, hey, if it's Patriots, they're going yellow. They're, they're going yellow. So the Patriots against the they, – they have been lime green, yellow, whatever you want to fucking call it. Except the year they beat the the Seahawks, they were they were blue. Hmm. Huh. What were the Eagles last year? I don't remember. I think it was orange. I don't remember either. I think it was orange, but I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure. Orange is always a popular bet. It's always like the because it's a you know it's a popular flavor. I hate orange personally. I I would have blue or red every time. I like orange when I'm sick. It, it tastes very. It tastes like vitamin C to me. I'm a weirdo. Yeah, Pur- I agree with that. Purple is actually my favorite Gatorade color, but I know I'm a really? very high minority there. Yeah, um, I don't know many people. Are you talking about that. the Glacier Freeze one? 
Or is that like, Ooh, that's like all the purples? That. Glacier Freeze, the grape, all the purples. The Riptide Rush. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Riptide I Rush. Really, I really like Standard Red. I mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat Standard Red. It's always going to be there. Baby. Yeah. Apparently, you can beat it with purple if, if you're if you're you. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, you, you can never you can never take down the uh, the original. It's always going to have its place. Yeah. Wait, lime green wasn't the original? I don't know. If it was, it shouldn't have been. It shouldn't have been. Lime green has a weird aftertaste. Everyone knows anytime you're making something with artificial flavors, you start with red. This is a fucking rule number one. It's candy and sugar drinks 101. You ever been yeah. to candy college? Apparently you go with not. a cherry, you go with a cherry or... <laughs> or a raspberry or strawberry or fucking a watermelon. whatever. There's yeah, so many watermelon. Ways to go with it. Watermelon's the best artificial flavor for candy. Watermelon's really good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking. Wait, you have you have clear water as the favorite? Yeah, even money. Yeah, clear plus water. One. Oh, I have it. Yeah, plus a hundred. I'm I, I'm on a different website right now, and it says that's plus four hundred. Well, hey, that's that's what I'm reading. That's what we. I'm just saying. That's what our boys in my bookie got going on. Can, can I'm just saying maybe we could find some value somewhere. Read off the ones on on my bookie. Lime green is two twenty five. Lime green yellow right, two twenty five. Clear slash water hundred. Orange plus four hundred. Blue plus four hundred. Red plus six hundred. Purple plus a thousand. My boys in purple making a fucking comeback. Plus a thousand. I saw value there. You never know. No. Okay. Who selects the color of the Gatorade? Uh, the. Captains or team leaders are reported to be the ones who select the Gatorade color before the, the game starts. Correct. All right. Uh, honestly, I like red. Plus six hundred. We gotta go. We got We should. We should see if there's. A, did they? Did they hit McVeigh with any any uh, Gatorade before the like when they won the NFC Championship? I don't think so. We need to figure that out. But also, by the same token, you got to figure that there's always got to be a cooler of water on the sidelines, no matter what. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they always going to have to have regular water. You know Tom Brady ain't drinking Gatorade. Is he? Is he really that much? He's really like No, I, I, don't, I don't know if he drinks <laughs> Gatorade or not. I was just being an ass. I would say he probably drinks it in, in moderation because you need the electrolytes. Well, yeah. he probably just drinks electrolyte water. Yeah, you know, diet, he's, he's diet, a, vegan, grass-fed water. Yeah, he exactly. just just eats grass. He, <laughs> he just eats wet just grass. Just chews on the the dew comes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I'll tell you something that I like, not involving football, but I like the first song Maroon Five plays to be moves like Jagger. I Dude, I, I like that. So they bang um, that one out. I am <laughs> trying to get. I'm currently in the process of trying to get some some intel on that because I have a I have a an associate whose best friend is a faculty member for the Atlanta Falcons and will be in the building the day before the Super Bowl when they are doing their uh, dress rehearsal performance. Oh, I hope you uh, I hope you share that information Yo, with the rest of us. Pause. Pause. If you were like a member of Maroon Five, and like 
can't you just like create a fake account or like create a, an account whatever and just bet it all or tell a friend and have them bet it all on the first song yeah that's that's what i'm that's what i'm saying like all this shit like when joe like you could like, never well, find it out whether your wife makes the account whether a friend whether who knows i, I like like you put maroon five could probably even do it they're probably not gonna yeah be that like, well, no, because like, they can't. That, that's a fixed bet. That's like a rake at that. Yeah, but point. how would they know? How would they even know? That's what, because, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like you, you know just I mean? like even if your name's so and so, Adam Levine. Like, let's say you eat, like maybe not Adam Levine. You're the most popular, but still, like, like you have an account or whatever. Like, it doesn't see your name and like looking at you in proportion to the bet. I wouldn't think it would just see your name as a user, giving them possible money as a customer. Yeah. yeah. And you I just, mean, I mean, most of those props have limits on them, so they're probably like a two or three thousand dollar limit, but still, like, no, yeah, but still, it's it's great. And all those ones, like Joe Buck, like, how many times is Joe Buck gonna say fucking Giselle? Just hey, welcome to I the like, Super I Bowl, folks. Like, uh, we're here with Giselle and Giselle. All right, hit the over, let's go. And I also uh, like, yeah, <laughs> I like over how many times they mentioned Sean McVay's name, uh, um, not name, his uh, age over one and a half. Oh, that's it. Oh, a, yeah. Because it was that's just his birthday, lock. also. So they, that, someone's going to say, yeah, his gonna, birthday gonna say it was his birthday a few weeks ago, blah, blah, blah. And then at minimum, if they win, they're going to say, Sean McVay, 33 year old Super Bowl champion. I, I think it goes over. Speaking of um, Adam Levine fixing bets, there's one here um, Will Adam Levine wear a leather jacket? Uh, Noah's at plus 120. Of course, we all think he's gonna wear a leather jacket, but he's not. He's gonna wear a jean jacket. I wish there was a prop that said that. I could pick the material his jacket was gonna be made of. Because we all know he's gonna wear a jacket, and we're all expecting him to wear a leather jacket. But he's definitely gonna go jean. But a town down. Yeah, look at that right there. Like you're uh, you're the the girl designing the costumes for Adam Levine. You probably don't make a million dollars a year. You, you probably make a nice living for yourself, but I'm sure you could use an extra 10, 15, 20 grand in your pocket. I'm like, oh, well, let me just, uh, he uh, is going to wear a jean jacket wear. and it's going to be, uh, at plus 500 <laughs> and I just bet my paycheck on it. Wait, I have another great bet. I have another great bet. What will, what will end first James Harden streak or Super Bowl? What? Obviously the Super Bowl. James Harden's streak of thirty plus yeah. games for the Super Bowl. They had played two games before then. Thirty before plus games. Didn't he have like thirteen points the other day? He no. had like he had like he had thirty seven. He finished with thirty seven. He didn't have a good game, but he finished with thirty seven. Wait, against the Pelicans, he finished with thirty seven. He finished with thirty seven against the Pelicans. Jesus, I thought he had a way worse game. He had maybe that game. was maybe that was just the numbers when Drew Holiday was on him. He was blocked many times by Drew, and he didn't. No one played well for the Rockets, but even a bad game, he shoots. He shot thirty-one times. Yeah. So, well, thanks. I mean, uh, so, well, welcome to the Drew Holiday era internet. I saw you're about five years late on that one behind me. <laughs> so he, he plays the Nuggets tomorrow night, and then he plays the on Saturday. He does he not play Saturday? And then Saturday he plays on the road against the Jazz. So he's got two games 
the Jazz it might be a tough game, but he's going to score 30. And they're a good defensive team, but still. You've got, you've got his points, rebounds, and assists versus the New, England's Ram, the New England Rams points in the game. His points, rebounds, and assists? Oh, I'm taking those. Yeah, 30. I was going to say they're, they're minus 130, and the Rams' pats are plus 100. Well, well he probably, he'll probably get for which game? For uh, Saturday, I mean, let's say he scores thirty-five, ten and five. That's fifty. Ah, uh, actually, yeah, maybe not. Now that we think about it, how about quarter of uh, Tommy Romo's first uh, correct play prediction? Oh, I saw it? that. I, Seven the and a half. Right? Quarter had good odds, right? It's uh, it's uh, so first quarter's minus one seventy, second quarter's plus two hundred, third quarter's plus a thousand, fourth quarter's plus seven hundred. The key is correct in this prop. Right. Because he could say, and that, see, that's iffy to me. So, like, if he sits back and says, like, oh, some, like, real technical shit, like, this is going to be a, a I formation running back split draw, like, up the, up the left A gap. And, like, are we going to be dealing with some bullshit like it was, no, it was actually six inches to the right of the A gap, so it didn't really count. Like, you know, it's going to be one of those bullshit subjective that book decides when it counts calls. It's gonna yeah. have it's gonna have to be like something so obvious, like oh they're gonna go deep to Gronk here and Gronk catches a forty yard pass. You know, it's gonna have to be something so obvious like that for it to be like a clear win in my mind. That's just another one of those ones that the book could be like a real <laughs> fuck you to the one to like the people that they want to pay out. Yeah. Do we, do we have a, how many how many times did Trump, did Trump tweet last year during the during the day of the game? He hit the over. <laughs> it was like, I remember it, world do we live it was like, I think it was the over was four and a half and he tweeted six times. The over under is <laughs> at six for the day. Uh, so that oh, makes sense. Over. over. Well, so you also got to figure out what's going on in the world that day. Cause like, he's not going to tweet six times about the Super Bowl. He'll tweet once about once, maybe twice about the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. So you got to figure yeah, if it's out. Yeah, a crazy if day. He could just be tweeting crazy. Yeah, we got to hope there's like you know uh, uh, a break at the border wall or something like yeah, McDonald's goes out of business or something. <laughs> McDonald's going out of business. Sad. So I don't know about that. Also, the the you can bet on Roma or Nance mentioning the spread, and yes is only plus two fifty after. Fucking CBS came out and said they're disallowing them from mentioning or referencing gambling in any way, any props or any spreads, anything related That's to gambling. That's so stupid. It's so dumb. And Nance is like, but Nance has always been the guy that's just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to talk about gambling. Yeah, that's true. He's like Musburger and, and SVP in that sense. He's like, I just, I don't really care. I'm big enough where I can say fuck you. <laughs> Yo, if the I, uh, Rams if the Rams won the Super Bowl, would they go to the White House? Because it says yes is minus three thirty. Will the winning team go to the White House? We know the Patriots will because they're boys. So that's already half halfway. It's minus yeah. three thirty. Minus three thirty. We know if the Pats win, it's a hundred percent. That's the yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. would would McVeigh not go? I think he would be one of those. He'd go because some 
He'd go unless the entire team was like absolutely fucking not. I think he would go. Yeah, I, I do too. I think minus three thirty is is very good because one hundred percent of the if one team wins, it's one hundred percent they go. The other team, I'd say it's likely also. Yeah, there's zero yeah. percent chance if the Patriots win that they don't attend zero. Yeah, that's true. You're also just really gonna hate to lose money on that bet if they if the Rams end up not going. Yeah, I know, but like, I I don't think anyone's really critically come out. Like, I don't think we're there's not a much kneeling talking about with this game. It doesn't really seem much political right now. Do we have any kneelers on this on this team? I don't think so. Marcus Peters or any of them didn't kneel, right? Talib. No, I don't believe so. Well, what's the prop for it? I don't know. I have not seen any props about kneeling, to be honest. Um. I have a, a good one. The, the first accepted penalty of the game you got holding at plus 300, offensive <laughs> or defensive. I think that's a great pick right there. I think the Patriots hold the, the Rams on the first drive. Yeah, that's a, that's I, a great bet. Yeah. I think one of them holds Donald or Sue on the first drive. Yeah, it could be a run play. It could be a pass play. It could be... A defensive? Yeah, it could be what is, what is What What'd you say, Saul? What is... I, I missed it again. False start. Oh, false start? Uh, it's the favorite. It's plus 170. Interesting. Then offside uh, encroachment, neutral zone infraction, plus 250. I don't like that. I like holding much better than that. Yeah, me too. Yo, you could if you like these close game. If you like this as a close game, either way, you could you could make some serious case here. Rams to win by one to three is plus seven fifty. Rams to win by four to six is plus nine hundred. Patriots win to win by one to three is plus three twenty, and Patriots win by four to six is plus seven hundred. Wow! You could take oh. all four of those and guarantee make money if it if it lands in six points in either direction that's, yeah. that's that's guaranteed profit your worst your worst outcome is patriots by one to three and you're still making 60 bucks on a hundred dollar bet on each of them and, and and you know we know these this we know this game's going to be close every game in is with the patriots Right, yeah, yeah, aside I mean, from we that don't know it, game but we, we know it. By six, yeah. And that was close, it was just an overtime score. Um, yeah, I, I, I like a lot of that. I like the, um, the, what was it? Oh, I just had it. Shit. Oh, my prediction of the Patriots' final score, 33 plus 2,800. Not too bad, not too bad. That's a tough one, though, to predict the exact. Big on heads this year, too. Heard, yes, heard, heard I, some, some I, secret information that's going heads. Really? <laughs> yeah, some, some backdoor information, you know. Don't tell anyone, but that's what I All mean. right, I won't. It's per source, per source, you know. I can't, I can't reveal the source because then <laughs> he won't give me the call next year. Well, we got like, this, uh, this, is, this, is, this is deep in the archives, but... <laughs> I like. I don't know. I like Gerald Everett over twenty-four and a half receiving yards. He's been he's been eating lately. 
Mm-hmm. I like that too. I heard uh, I saw Gronk's over under on receiving yards. It wasn't high the other the other day too. Um, fuck, I'm, I want to find it right now. Uh, Fifty four and a half yards for Gronk. Oh, over. I don't. I don't hate that over. I just think that I don't. Uh, also, Chris Hogan's only at thirty nine, and it's sad that I might take the under. I just saw that. Ooh, I love Brand- Sony Michelle first player to score a Patriots touchdown plus four fifty. Yeah, I like that, is that good. too. Love the players first to score. That's good. Brandon Cook or Brandon Cook receptions over five and a half. I don't hate that. Yeah, I like that. I think James White receptions is only five and a half too. Yeah, sure. Sign me up. James White is what? I think his reception total is five and a half. Oh no, it's um. Six and a half. Over still. I think he has at least nine. Maybe a, yeah. That's a, I think that's a super safe bet. Let's um let's all do one more. Let's all do one more and then we'll wrap this up. Alright, fair enough. Um who do we got? There's just you know, there's so much stuff on my bookie, we're just sorting. Yeah, literally I hear so much. I mean we're talking about, like, they got, like, 15, 20 categories of prop bets. Yeah, it's fucking insane. You guys, it, again, get on my bookie, use it, the link, get the get the bonus, make some money. It took me, like, 45 minutes just to, like, lay my eyes on every one of them, let alone, like, comprehend what's what I'm reading. I like uh, my last one I'll give you guys. Um, first quarter, over one and a half touchdowns at plus 135. I think we see I think we see a seven seven game coming out of the first quarter. Or so, oh, there's something about I love the this isn't really like that crazy of a prop, but I love the Rams first quarter uh money line. The oh, Patriots yeah. the I Patriots haven't won they haven't won a first quarter in any of the eight Super Bowls. Always a slow start for them yeah. in the Super Bowl. And I think that they is, I think they've money right there. I think they've only scored more than three like once or twice. Yeah. No, that that's seriously Rams first quarter spread and money line. That's free money. Yeah, I love that. Um, I guess we'll we'll count that as mine. Um, All right, I got I got one. I like I like C.J. Anderson over forty nine and a half rushing yards plus one fifteen. Love that too. Just fifty yards. Yeah, he's gonna have. I bet he finishes with. I mean, there's a chance seventy five to nine. There's a chance he could be the lead back in the game. Oh yeah, very good chance. I, I wouldn't do it if I were them. I don't. But like, fifty hey, yards. He's he's run all over the Patriots before. He's he's run game winning uh, touchdowns in against the Patriots Yo, he, before. He's thick. He's thick. Yeah, dude, he is. He's, he's like two thirty five. Yeah, yeah, I, I also I also do love Romo. I know it's the favorite, but I do love Romo's tie at blue. It's not it despite it being the favorite, it's only minus one twenty, so it's it's like a normal bet essentially almost. Um but mm-hmm. both teams prominent color is blue, the Cowboys blue. I just think it's a it's a logical logical choice for him. I think that's a lot very logical too. That's some serious analysis there. Yeah. I like that. Blue teams Blue Cowboys, that means impartial. Yeah, it's impartial. It's CBS's color as well. Let's not wow. let's not forget that. Next level. 
He's going to be wearing Jones. he's going to be wearing a navy blue or gray suit. A navy a blue tie goes with both of those colors or, or sports coat I should say, not blue, suit. Blue 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 is a great color that pretty much goes with everything. That's, that's one yeah, of my favorite. I mean, uh, it's I'm my pretty, favorite color. Uh, yes, I, I'm pretty surprised that it's only minus 120. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic steal. To be honest, red doesn't go with much. No, but it, uh, it does go with navy blue suit. But, yeah, guys, that's our freaking Super Bowl episode. Can't believe it's already Super Bowl time. Can't believe that the next time we talk, we'll have the Super Bowl to talk about. We'll have everything to discuss. We can see how right or wrong we were on all these props, but we know we're going to be right on everything. You know that I'm going to be right on the spread and the over-under. Sorry, fellas. Just not, not on the money line. Right this week. Yeah, just not on the <laughs> The um, it's gonna be great though. Oh, the, be I think they're, I think the Patriots will win by say seventeen points. Fuck you, Sully. That was uncalled for. We're past that. But guys, a one score. Yeah. Well, you know, you learned your lesson this year. I did learn my lesson this year. You know, but the Pats don't get blown out, and they don't blow teams out. We. Gave you everything we got today, guys. We gave you all our picks. As always, follow us on the social medias. And Go sign up for my bookie. Yes, my bookie link will be in the bio, and don't forget to look out for our famous prop bet article where we will list dozens and dozens of our favorite props for you to bet on. And last year, I believe we made a better eleven hundred dollars on the Super Bowl betting props Correct. for a hundred dollar better. So if you would like to make $1,100 um, or at least have a good chance at it, follow along that prop article. It will be coming out later tonight or tomorrow morning, and it will have, have you for all weekend to get those bets in.